couple years down the road, you uh, moved to a small town in Indiana. Why did I go to Indiana? You just um, you just had to get out of L.A. You just had to like reset, like hit the big reset button on your life. You know, place I've never been before. You literally like looked at a map, closed your eyes, and pointed. You pointed at Indiana. Dumb. Yeah. Damn. You know, I was desperate. You were desperate. I mean, you you like just had to you had to leave right. L.A. You Start know? over, make a new life. Okay. Yeah, for the most part. Indiana. Indiana is kind of where, just, you know, where uh, Lady Luck took you. Mm-hmm. As you uh, leave L.A., the mayor stands at the uh, city limits, just watching you. Okay. A lot of other people are there, too. Who else is there? Probably, like, 30,000 people. Just kind of lining. Ready for me to leave Yeah, it's like waiting. Not ready, waiting for you to leave. Wow. Like wanting to witness it with their own eyes. Why? Um, you, you just had to leave LA. No, but why are they so excited for me to leave? I mean, like just they, because, you, because you had to. Because you were legally obligated to leave LA. Yeah. Okay. You uh, killed a kid? I killed a, a child. Yeah, with your comedy? <laughs> Okay, wait. You were yeah, you were Hold doing on a second. you were doing stand up at <laughs> What a, do you uh, mean I killed a kid with my comedy? You were doing a you were uh, doing stand up at a at a <laughs> at a chicken wing factory. Okay. The, <laughs> oh, oh man, you're throwing a lot at me right now. Yeah, so you're okay. uh, there's there's I, a, in LA there was a There's a show. chicken wing factory yeah. that I did comedy at. Yep, right there in the right. And they call it the cluck room. Instead of a tap room, they call it the cluck room. So what happens is you can go to this. It's called Clark's Chickenery, and um, basically they they get full birds in. They take the wings off. They th- they throw the rest of the bird in the trash. <laughs> they only want the wings. Um, Let me get this straight. Yeah, I'm inside the cluck room. The at cluck room. Clark's Chickenery. Chickenery. Yeah. Okay. Got it. There's a monthly. Just making sure. I want to know where I am. There's a monthly show there that you're doing. What's the show called? It's called. Uh, the plucky ones <laughs> where all the comedians are extra plucky and the the show poster is like a, a photoshop of your face but you have a beak right. you know and you have like a the comb oh. and okay. honestly it looks pretty fucking that's cool. pretty dope they do a really good job of it i would do that show so you're you're doing the show right um it's like an all ages thing because it's like open to the public you know so you're in the cluck room people's got wings coming out hot and fresh that's the thing. You can get them like right off the line, you know. Damn. You can just, you know, it's it's chicken to table in like twelve minutes. I imagine it looks like a brewery. Yeah, it's like a lot of galvanized steel, you right. know, a lot Very, of communal like, tables, metal. Yeah, sure. It looks undone. Yeah, it's unsafe to be there if you got far back enough in there, you know. But like trendy, a lot of drips from the ceiling. Okay, exactly. All right. So you're doing you're doing the show there, the plucky ones, and uh, there's a kid just like banging on the glass. Like yelling to his mom, like I want that one, and the mom's like, "You can't get that exact one." You know, well, well, well they're they're coming. There are know? live chickens. No, they're like it's just a big long row, conveyor belt full of chicken wings. Oh, whoa! And this kid spotted one that he wants. Yeah. And the mom's like, "They're coming. We already ordered them. You can't have that one." And the kid just starts like crying, you know, because it wants that specific chicken wing. Yeah, annoying. And you just like, you know instinct takes over and you just lay into it 
Yeah. Like, Lady, shut that kid up. You know, what's so special about that wing? And uh, yeah, I, I'd, I'd probably do that. You lay into it, and pe- like the crowd is You're just, interrupting my set right now. Yeah. The okay. crowd is howling. Okay. They're, they are like, yeah. one guy stands up and he goes, yeah, shut that kid the fuck up. And then he pounds a beer and sits down. Damn. So people are like really on your side. Dope. And then the the mom's like, I'm sorry. Like, we're just, we're just, he's hungry. He hasn't eaten today. You know, it's, the wings are coming. There's like a whole conveyor belt full of chicken wings. Yeah. Just take, wait for your wing, kid. Just, he's a child. He doesn't understand that. Yeah. You know, he's a kid. You were an idiot kid too at one point. Uh, Sure. Kid just keeps banging on the glass, you know. When you walk your ass down to McD's. Yeah. You tell him you tell him that. Street, and one pal. guy stands up and he goes, Yeah, McD's nuts. And then he just pounds a beer and he just smashes it over his head. It's wow. a glass bottle. Over his own head. Yeah. And just stares. Blood pours <laughs> down his face. Okay. It's getting pretty intense. You know All what right. I mean? Sounds so like you, I've dealt with this heckler pretty well though. So this kid just keeps like banging on this glass and then he hits this glass hard enough and a whole panel like falls out and falls into the conveyor belt. It fucking breaks a conveyor belt. The, the the chicken side of it gets backed up. You know, there's just, there's just chicken carcasses everywhere. The owner, Clark himself, comes out. He goes, hey, what the fuck is going on? He's smoking a big cigar. It smells like a... The cigar smells like a, a bonfire, you remember? Oh, yeah. The summer in between fifth and sixth grade. You went away to a camp with some of your friends for a weekend. It's like a camp on the lake. Okay. You know, it's just like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday thing, a getaway. And uh, Saturday came, and as you guys are getting ready to, you know, get everything, say one final goodbye before we're going to bed for the last night of camp, a little big bonfire, you guys roasted s'mores. And that cigar smells exactly like that bonfire did. Damn. Clark comes out, he goes, oh, we got to shut this shit down. He goes, lady, what the fuck? And he's like yelling at the lady. She's in tears. The The waiter comes out. And he goes, wings? Everybody has a good laugh. They all stop. Boy. And they go, oh. And everybody's, ah. everybody's pretty okay. This um, Killing the crowd work. This manager, this, like, this guy comes up to you. He's a, he's a talent agent. You've seen him around LA a couple times. He's had his eye on you, you know? And uh, he came out to see you on this show. And he goes, oh, Danny. He goes, you're doing so great that that little shit got in the way. Are you kidding me? Because yeah. I'm never gonna. He's never having kids. Yeah. He goes, well, yeah, I, me neither. If they're all little entitled bastards like that kid. He goes, yeah, they sure. I fucking hate kids. Exactly. He goes, I look back in my time as a child, and I just makes me sick to my fucking stomach. Me too, man. He goes, look, that set was going great. He goes, but I can't do it. I got to see a full set. He goes, that that kid fucking blew your opportunity, and you get so mad. You just go, hey, fuck you, kid. The kid turns around. He's just got his face deep in a wing. And he goes, they finally came. He looks so happy. You walk over to him. You're just kind of seeing red. You know, you get in the mom's face. You go, why the fuck couldn't you keep the kid quiet? Yeah. This was my big shot. This was, you know what you just did for me? And the kid stands up. He goes, you can't talk to my mom that way. And you, uh, you uppercut this kid. And he goes through the glass. They had already repaired the pane of glass. (laughs) And he flies through it again. Uh, you hit him so hard that he, uh, shoots out of a skylight at the top of the, the man. I really went from zero to 10 there. Yeah. He was cranked up to maybe a 12 or 13. I uppercut the skylight. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the the mother looks up and goes, "Philip," a tear streams down her face, and she just leaves. Damn. 
The body gets found about eight weeks later. Eight weeks? Yeah, I got caught up in a tree. They didn't find Nobody it. was looking inside the trees. Yeah. I mean, there was pretty thick, you know. I uppercut a kid into the trees. Yeah, so That's because of that, like... Kind of uh, great. The sick. Yeah, like, like you end up... You end up like getting getting kicked out of L.A. Because I well I did uppercut a kid a child a, a child, child of Los Angeles Philip yeah he was in the running for child of Los Angeles the famous child of Los Angeles contest. it's a it's a yearly competition sixty six years long what do they uh, what do they judge um, just charisma uh, oh, okay uh, f- the future you and know the contest the, is just child of Los Angeles yeah. It's like okay. the best child in Los Angeles. Best child of Los Angeles. Yeah. Philip Dockett. Okay. He was in the he was in the top ten. Didn't win. But no more. Well. Now he's in the top limbs. Well. Of that tree that you uppercut him into. It's not what a, a child of Los Angeles would do. So Inter- you interrupt uh, the comedy show. You leave. You go to a small town in Indiana. You get a job at a little uh, little diner there. I'm escaping my past. Yeah, you're 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 getting out. Okay, you're starting over. You're gonna. I you're think gonna it's time to start something. over. I mean, you know, you're gonna recollect. Also, I want to say that could have happened to anybody. I mean, yeah, somebody anybody with that much you rage. A show, yeah. you don't know. I mean, yep. You, you don't know, know how you're gonna react. No, didn't know the kid was gonna fly up through a tree when I threw that punch. No, I thought I was just trying to teach him a lesson. You taught him a lesson. Okay. You taught him a lesson. I'm you honestly, him, so far, I'm fine with everything that's happened. I mean, you ruin a family, you know. I ruined the mom's family. Oh yeah, she's never the same. Well, she's wrecked for sure. Yeah. So you moved to. I gotta stick by my guns, though. I mean, you know, if you want. So you moved to Indiana. You you take a job working in a kitchen at this little diner called uh, the Twenty Four Hour Express, shaped like a locomotive. You're just like a line cook making diner food. You know what I mean? Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of hash browns, a lot of eggs. Am I still doing breakfast. comedy? No. Oh, I'm done. You're Well, you, you feel like you, you're like, I'm taking a break. I'm going to hit the reset button. I'm going to go to a place where I can right. just put my head down and get over this and then then right. like see where I'm at. Okay. So let, yeah. Go a little bit off the map for a while. A little off the map. That's the way you look at it. Just okay. going off the map. All right. You start calling yourself Danny off the map. <laughs> I'm Danny off the map. Yeah, sure. That's uh, when people, people are like, "What?" And, and I'm like, "Don't Greek. worry about it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You tell them it's Greek, and they believe you. They're just people in this. I'm town. Danny. Danny off the map. Yeah, I say it like that. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Nobody ever. Everybody's like, "Oh, what do you do?" You know, they people want to hang out with that guy. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. I'm in Indiana, and they're like, "Have you met Danny off the map?" Legend spreads spreads around town about Danny off the map. Why is he off the map? The funny, wise, crack and cook down at the 24-hour express. Wow. I kind of like this life, to be honest with you. They say he makes the best over medium eggs this side of the Mississippi. Bet your ass I do. And you become proud of Danny off the map, this new persona that you've kind of developed, you know? You're like, maybe this is like a fresh start and like a good thing for me overall. Uh, yeah, the Lord in, brought me to Indiana. You're in town for about a year. You, um, you're like, you know what? This tonight, I'm going to, somebody else is going to cook. You're going to go out for a little night out on the town. You're going to go get a, you're going to go get a steak at the nicest steakhouse in the city. Yeah. Somebody cook for me for a change. Yeah. You right. go to an Applebee's. 
Wait, that's what I do with my night off? Yeah, you go to the nicest steakhouse in the city. Applebee's. It's an Applebee's. It's okay. not even your city, it's the next city over. But uh so you go to the you go to the Applebee's, what would you get? Oh man. Uh ribeye. Ribeye? No. Tomahawk steak. Yeah, it's Applebee's. I got it. Okay. You say, can you get a tomahawk steak? And they point <laughs> up on the wall. There's just like a, a tomahawk. <laughs> you get a it's, a, it's an artifact from the area. Sure. <laughs> they got right. all that shit on the walls. <laughs> right. So I say, oh, okay. I'll just take the uh, New York strip then. Medium rare. He goes, okay. He goes, uh, what do you want for your sides? You get two sides. Oh, salad and, and a baked potato. He goes, uh, sour cream, butter. Loaded. Loaded? Okay. He goes, uh, what kind of dressing do you want? Uh, French. Because we don't have French. Oh. Our, our owner is very against the French. You know what? Can I get a mixture of Italian and uh, ranch? I like to mix the two together. He goes, I'll bring you out two cups. I'll let you mix it yourself. I'm not going to do that for you. Uh, well, that's what I wanted, so thank you. It was great. So those are on the same page. Great. Good. That's amazing. He skulks off to the back. You hear him just say, like, just before he, like, uh, like the door closed, he goes, hey, we got this idiot. And then, like, the door closed. <laughs> right. <laughs> So you're hanging out in this Applebee's. It's uh, pretty empty. And lately you've been thinking like, I've been here a year. Like you start to get the itch again. You start to feel like a person again. You yeah. want to like maybe date somebody. You know what I mean? Like your, your life has just been totally put on pause. And you're like, you know what? I feel like I've this time away has really allowed me to reflect. And I feel like I'm ready to get back to it. Yeah. So you're sitting there thinking about just the... Uh, the possibility of like going up on stage or like maybe approaching a bar about having a comedy night and seeing if you had friends come into town. Maybe, maybe start there. You're thinking about it. Smile crawls across your face for the first time in six months. Even after that guy called me an idiot. Yeah. Because the thought of, I feel like like I'm pretty pissed about that. No, you, you've like seen, you've seen and heard way worse from people, you know, because after you killed that child, everybody was really mad at you. So you've kind of gotten used to like. I don't. I don't want to let that go. And I mean, he's yeah. You're it's a you're kind of past it. You're Honestly, it. I want to uppercut that guy through the old Danny would have. Danny off the map doesn't want to do that. <laughs> Danny off the map has learned to be a more that, tolerant person. You know, back in the day, that kid, that guy would have got uppercut through uh, up on top of a tree. I'd buy it. Man. They would have found his body eight weeks later. I mean, you've done it before. I, I got no reason to believe you could do it, do again. it again. Yeah. But Danny okay. off the map is definitely more centered. I'm different know? now. You're better now. I'm better. You feel now. better. Okay. But the idea of like you doing stand up again really just makes you excited. And you're thinking about it. And from the table next to you, there was a couple there uh, that had just left probably about 10 minutes ago. You hear a, hey, <laughs> Danny. Hey. You're in like an empty Applebee's. There's a couple of p- empty plates on the table next to you. Yeah. Looks like the remnants of like a Cajun chicken pasta and a burger and fries. Here, hey Danny, over here, silly. <laughs> you investigate? Uh, sure. Yeah, I turn around. So you turn around. You're looking at the plates, and on the burger and fry plate, you see a pickle spear, and uh, you kind of look at it, and where the seeds are, like towards the top, yeah. it just looks like eyes. 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 And then there's like a big seed mouth. Yeah. And he I, goes, hey, hey, Danny, it's me, Bill the Dill. <laughs> okay. And I'm here to get you out of your pickle. You kind of like wipe your eyes. And when you look back, he looks a little different. He has like like a big cartoon mouth that extends outside of his frame. 
Yeah. It's got two big googly eyes. You know how the pickles have that little tuft at the top? Sure. It is just a thick jet black pompadour. <laughs> He's got on a leather jacket. And he says, Danny, it's me, Bill the Dill. I'm like, what, what, what do you want? He goes, I understand you're sad about your comedy. He goes, I can help you out. Oh, well, I mean, what can you do for me? He goes, I can make it all go away, Danny. I can wipe the slate clean. <laughs> what can you make go away? He goes, I know about, I know about the incident, Danny. All I want to do is be able to go back to Los Angeles. He goes, well, I'll help you out of your pickle. And in exchange, I'll get rid of everything. And he kind of winks at you. He goes, you got to do me just one little thing. Anything. Bill the Dill goes on to tell you that uh, there's a man roaming the small Indiana town killing people. Sounds like a bad guy. Grizzly murders. Almost like. What's he do? It's just like he just tears people apart. You know? Just gruesome. Just what am I supposed to do about that? He goes on to tell you that he uh, he knows where the guy is. He knows how to find him. He's part of a thing called the Pickle Clan. The Pickle Clan is an intelligence network across the globe. Anywhere <laughs> there's a pickle, whether it's like in a bucket or on a table, you know, anywhere right. on a sandwich, they can see and observe what's going on and upload all that information to this network. So anywhere there's a pickle, it can see what's the happening. The Pickle Clan. The Pickle Clan. Okay. Yeah. So he tells you, he's like, I know where he is. He goes, I can tell you how to get there. What's his name? His name is the Indiana Mauler. The Indiana Mauler. Yeah. Okay. So this talking pickle mm-hmm. wants me to go find this serial killer? Yeah, basically. And do what? He goes, I need you to take him out, Danny. <laughs> And then I get my career in comedy back. Yep. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Uh, not going to do it. I think He's, I'm good. I think I'm happy with my life as a line cook. He goes, we could, really, we could really use your help, Danny. Nah, I'm okay. I'm good. Because the town needs you. Don't you love this town? And yeah. And you fucking love that town. I love that town, but also I like my new life a lot. I like being Danny off the map. That's my old life now. Sure, I miss comedy, but you know, I think I'm good. I think I'll stay right here. This is all a little suspicious. He was Danny. You don't know what you're missing out on. Yeah. Well, you're a fucking pickle. So he kind of looks at you with a stern look in his face. And you see that jacket come up and just run itself along that thick jet black pompadour. The idea of getting a comb through this pompadour hurts your head. A little blood trickles out of your ear. What? The thought passes. Blood goes back. (laughs) So he goes, Danny, you got one chance. Will you help the town or will you turn your back on it? No, I will not help the town. He sort of like blinks very slowly, nods. Your waiter comes with uh, the steak. Great. He puts it down. Baked potato. Salad. Loaded. Italian. Cup of ranch. Sure. 
He goes, you need anything else? Yeah, can you get rid of this fucking pickle? He goes, yeah, sorry. Our buster called in sick. Said he had a case of the shit. Uh, he just kind of, and then like the manager, just you see that he like look and he locks eyes with a manager who's just like staring him down. And he goes, right away. He grabs the plates. He brings them past you. And you just look up and you see the pickle spear and you see it just wink at you. And then all of his features disappear. And it's just a pickle spear again. You eat the steak, and I gotta be honest with you, Danny, it's the best steak you've ever fucking had. Add an Applebee's. It's surprising. It's Interesting. just jarring how good it is. I'm into it. It sounds great. The baked potato loaded Oof. as loaded gets. Cheese, bacon, sour cream. Sure, bacon bits. Chives. How's that salad? Bits. The salad is uh, more crisp than you would have expected. It feels like fresh greens, you know? Sure. I mean, it's like a side salad, so you got that cherry tomato little bit of red onion garlic herb croutons wow the dressing is perfect honestly you didn't expect that walking into an applebee's no and you make a note to yourself you're like you know what i'm gonna take some of this back with me to the diner like some of this knowledge of how to cook <laughs> you feel like you learned something that day okay so you uh you go home you uh go to bed that night you wake up the next morning you feel just refreshed turn on the news you see um, the newscaster comes on. He goes, another murder to overnight. A man was crushed at the limestone quarry. And they cut away, and there's just like a big rock, and there's just a pile of shit underneath it. Just a pile of human underneath him. And you go, oh, shit, that's fucking weird. You know? Couldn't be the... Couldn't be the serial killer. The Whatever was left was just like shredded. That was know? an accident. Guy got crushed by a giant rock, right? Yeah. Nah, that's yeah. a an R O C K. No foul play. No foul play at all. You don't think anything of it. You um go to bed again that night. Wake up the next morning, ladies and gentlemen. A somber day. Another murder overnight. They cut away to like a um like a like a street in a subdivision. All the houses there are pink. Except one, it's just charred black. The bodies inside were just ripped apart. From? They don't know. A fire? Why is it black? Why is it charred black? I mean, the, the, the thought is that the people were just ripped apart inside manually by the serial killer, and then the home was burned. Okay. Just like this weird Stepford Wives moment of like all these pink houses and one charred black one. Damn. You go, holy shit. What the fuck's going on? Well, what was I supposed to do? I mean, I don't know. So you go home. It's not, it's not my fault. You go to work at the 24-hour express. Everybody just has a concerned look on their face, like fear in their eyes. Normally, uh, what you'll do is you'll make a, a little smiley face with like the eggs and the bacon. And today, you're just not in the fucking mood. People notice. You go home that night, go to bed. You wake up the next morning, turn on the TV. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in a state of emergency. Two more dead last night. How'd they die? Uh, they were torn to shreds in the parking lot of a local ice cream establishment. You're like, fuck, what 
the fuck's going on here in this town? You feel like it's cursed. We you think up. you think maybe I just need to get out of here. Maybe I need to go home. I don't know what to do. You pack a bag, right? You're like, I'm leaving first thing in the morning. You set your alarm. You get up at 6 a.m. You uh, go outside, go to start your car, turn on the radio, and you hear a little ditty about Jack and Diane. Right. Turn it up a little bit. You turn it up a little bit. You're like, you get into it a little yeah. bit. Yeah. You um, where am I going again? You're driving back home. So, okay. Pittsburgh. Not L.A. Got L.A. Pittsburgh. Right. Yeah. Uh, if you try to, you know, right. I can't. Are, I can't go back to yeah. L.A. They got people in like Arizona, just like looking out. You know. Right. So you prepare to drive east. You hear uh, John Cougar Mellencamp on the radio. Turn the car on, put it in reverse. As soon as you like turn around and look, there's a there's a half man, half cougar in your back seat. And he, he reaches up and he mauls you and he rips you to shreds inside your old car. He's John Cougar. And he's uh he's killing everybody in this town. Everybody Wait, so town. John Cougar was the murderer the <laughs> yeah, whole time? Yeah, he saves John Cougar. He's a half man, half cougar. He's got the the limbs of a cougar, sure. but he's wearing like jorts. Sure. And he's got on a white t shirt and a leather jacket. He's got a tail cut out in the George and he's got like a cougar's face and he uses it to shred your body in the fucking middle of your car. John Cougar, those two kids died outside the Tasty Freeze. They were Jack and Diane. All the pink houses. <laughs> R-O-C-K in the USA. Sure. He, it's, he's sure. A, he's a John Cougar Mellencamp. It all, it, all, it all clicks for me. And I realize when it's yeah. too late. Yeah. Damn. He's a John Cougar Mellencamp theme murderer, and your theme was uh, based on a new song that uh, comes out that same day. It's called uh, Dickhead in a Car. <laughs> it, the song is called Dickhead in a <laughs> yeah, Car? Yeah. It's, uh, he goes, I work at a diner. I'm a dickhead in the car. I like to spend my evenings down at the local bar. I buy drinks for all the women, and they say no to me, but I don't. Leave them alone. And uh, he just mauls your face <laughs> off right in the fucking car. <laughs> Rips you to shreds. <laughs> Damn, man. Yeah, yeah. he should have helped. Should have helped. Should have helped build a deal. 